You are now listening to Out of the Blank. to another episode out of the blank podcast i'm here with jerry what's up jerry i mean you're right when you'd rather be called jerry because the fact of you could just walk in a room and be like jerry yeah exactly and and um there have been a couple of jared's in the past i don't know how many you know a few years and whatnot that have kind of destroyed that name so subway. jerry's my dad's name um jared was ruined by subway exactly so i'd rather just we'll throw that aside we'll go with jerry like i said it's my dad's name uh also people at a job i used to work at at this brewery started calling me jer bear and jerry it kind of stuck so we're just gonna roll with that so jerry tell me a little bit about yourself and if you want what do you do professionally yeah yeah definitely so uh originally from chicago um living out in portland lived a few other places as well i lived in california for a short stint colorado I uh, lived in Minneapolis and Milwaukee, Wisconsin as well. Um, currently, for my profession, I actually work for the number one selling uh, edible company in the nation. So out here in Oregon, um, cannabis is legal. So I work for a company called Wild, spelled W-Y-L-D. Um, I work specifically on our CBD line of business. But again, we are the number one selling THC edible company in the country. Um, currently selling products in Oregon, California, um, and Colorado and Nevada as well. Okay. When it comes to edibles, what is your favorite type of edible? Because that's the only way I would say I prefer if I was going to get high, just because I don't know what it is about smoking it. Not only is it like sometimes like it gets way too intense, but it just ends up burning your throat. It's not really like, at least for me, it was never really a good time. But if I had an edible, even if it was too much, it was still like enjoyable. I mean, the only crappy part is if you get too high, it's really hard to know, like to dose yourself, time. I would say. Yeah, time. That's that's all you can do. If uh, if you app for whatever, if you accidentally have too much of a consumable product, time is your best friend. So just you'll be fine. Just relax. You'll be good. Um, and, and just give it a little bit of time. But um, the thing is with people, everyone's body's a little different. So uh, start small if you're kind of new to that type of product. Just start with a small dosage, and then you can always, you know, over an hour, 30, 45 to an hour, you can you can always have a little bit more. Um, we specialize specifically in um, uh, gummy consumables, and then also white chocolates. Um, they're all real fruit infused, so you have a number of different uh, fruits that we use to infuse those products. Um, and it's the quality and consistency which really has built the brand over time. Uh, especially with a consumable product you don't want to you want to know what your experience is going to be every single time you have it um, so that's kind of one of the huge reasons why the company has grown uh, so fast so quick I think the reason why I'm so like pro like just people if they want to smoke or something I've seen it help medical wise um, I've always kind of like I talked to a few uh, cannabis chefs uh, shout out to chef turtle is his name uh, but he was telling me he makes these things like soups beefs and all these other types of edible infused things like pastas and stuff I'm like sure. all I've ever heard of was like gummy bears and stuff and I'm like how is a 70 year old man gonna eat a gummy bear thing wouldn't you much rather have a steak 
I was like, we got to make a fast food business where it's like, like a market. <laughs> there's a market for it where it's like you can cook food on one side and then you can sell the edibles on the other side and just have people eat that, get high, and then walk over to the food side or do a drive through edible thing where you can just give people baggy treats to take home. I feel like that's the craze nowadays. I mean, you obviously have your two types of people that want to smoke. You have the ones that want to do it out and go out into the world. And you have the people that just want to sit at home and chill and watch cartoons. Most definitely. And, and I definitely think there's a market for that. There's actually a show I think on either Hulu or Netflix called cooking on high. I've watched it a couple of times. It's kind of funny. It's almost like a chopped, it's almost like chopped, but they infuse the meals with uh, cannabis. Um, and then they have the judges who they get like just famous people and whatnot, or people that are well-known and they come on and they're the actual judges of the show. So I've seen that a few times, but it's also kind of funny because I, um, I'm not a very, like, I'm a casual user of cannabis uh, from time to time. Um, and it, I was living in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin before this, like I mentioned, I actually worked in the beer, the craft beer industry for a number of years. So I always tell people I kind of made the natural transition from beer in Wisconsin to cannabis in Oregon. You know, it's kind of that natural transition. You're living in Wisconsin, it's beer, cheese, and sausage. You move out to, to Oregon and it's uh, cannabis and hemp. So it's literally like, yeah, Colorado is the same thing. It's just the whole fact that everybody, like my cousin, he was from Colorado, came over here and he was like, what do you, why isn't this stuff? So like, he's out doing it on the street. I'm like, God, it's legal medically, but like when you're just smoking it for fun, it's not. And he's just like, oh, well in Colorado, everybody does it like this. And they have vending machines in Colorado that literally dispense it for you, which is kind of freaking nuts. You think how many people would rob those things. That's crazy. Um, I, I go to Colorado quite often and I've actually never seen that before. Maybe I'm not going look to the up, right. Uh, I think it's called green machine or something, but there was, there's literally like, it looks like a soda, like a Coca-Cola thing, but more like with the chips, you know, where they dispense it. And it's these things, but the biggest problem I think is like the fact of it was supposed to cut down waiting times at a cannabis store or a type of place. Like they just didn't want the lines or anything. And, um, they had to figure out, I think, I don't know if they ended up recalling a back end or something. My cousin was talking about it. Like people would try and break into them, but they weren't like super easy to break into. It's not like you just hit the glass and it breaks. It's more like yeah. you need like, you don't just shake the machine until like the candy bar, or the bag of chips falls yeah. down. It's like fucking red box where you got to insert the credit card. And then the disc gives you the chance to do the red box. Does that exist anymore? I On it, dude, to be honest, I work at a gym and a guy we're right next to a food line. A guy just came by. Hey, do you guys have a red box machine? I'm here to fix. I'm like, fucking red box. I thought he was talking about an AC unit. And I'm like, red box? And he goes, yeah, yeah, red box, red box. You know the little you know motor? You get the DVDs? I was like, here's our cable. And he goes, oh, red box. I'm like, what the fuck is a red box? Yeah. It's crazy. Because I, I remember just, it feels like not that long ago, going to the grocery store next to where my partner back in Milwaukee, where she's, she lived in we just go get a DVD and watch the DVD. And now that I don't know the last time I watched the DVD. You hear all these trends of things coming back. Can we bring back Blockbuster? Was it that bad? Like, I feel like, honestly, it was pretty fun yeah. when it was just awkward. Friday night as a kid. Yo, mom, mom, can we please go to yes. Blockbuster? I'm trying to rent this game. Come back and that's the weekend right there. You're just like rocking out like. I don't even know what's uh, what's uh what's uh the game that you picked up usually like what's a, what's a good game for you i was kind of over the place and it's funny because i don't play video games anymore i haven't played video games for years however i still have the super nintendo and the regular original nintendo that i'll play from time to time like donkey kong super mario 
because some of those classic games, uh, I remember when 64 first came out, it was just like the coolest thing ever with uh, just graphic wise. And then you had the joystick and the different controller. And, um, but I would also gravitate towards, uh, I love sports. So I'd kind of gravitate more towards like the Maddens and some of those games as well. Um, but yeah, Blockbuster and little known fact, if you didn't know, um, Bend, Oregon. So about uh, two and a half or so hours from where I'm at in Portland um, is the last Blockbuster on earth. And I was there a few months ago or pre-COVID. I was, uh, we were in Bend for a weekend and went to the last Blockbuster on earth. Holy crap, man. I'm telling you, they didn't even come back. It was just, I mean, it was just a good experience. I mean, I had, I, I would get Pitfall when I was a kid. I would get my mom to go get me the game Pitfall. And uh, dude, playing video games when you're a kid is a lot like, if you ever play those games now, you wonder like, why did it take, why was it so hard when I was a kid? Like I bought uh, Spyro, the reignited trilogy. I bought, I played that when I was a kid. I remember so many times, like five, six years old, I would be playing it and I would get so upset. I'd have to take a nap and I just never beat it. And then I bought it recently and I beat it in like 10 minutes. What felt like when I was a kid, it took weeks and months and I never even gotten close. And I'm like, was I an idiot? Like, was I just mentally challenged where I could not figure this out? And someone was like, no, 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 no. You just grew, you got wisdom now. And I'm like, but it's like the same thing. If I get high and I try and play video games, I'm, I mean, you ever try playing like, uh, I don't know, like, like I played Lord of the Rings, uh, where it's like, everything's guided for you on a little map, dude, I couldn't get past the first area for like an hour and a half. I was just going around the corners of the walls. I'm like, I think I glitched the game. I don't know what's happening. Nothing's working. And it's like, no, you have to go over there. I'm like looking at every fucking thing possible. Like if you're playing a uh, fallout or something, you like search for all the little supplies in the one room before you move on to the next one and go out into the world. You want to gather as much as you can, dude. I'm telling you, it's a trip and it's a maze in itself. That's why you got to play something like Pong where it's so simple. You can just be like, all right, well, all we got to do is go up and down. Not too much here. Yeah, keep it simple. But yeah, it's crazy because a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was playing Donkey Kong and it's funny how I started right from the beginning and it's funny how like it all kind of, at least for me, it came right back to me. Like the secrets and the different like the different stages and whatnot. I was like, oh yeah, you just like jump down here and there's this or you go over here and there's you know, this secret cave or whatever. So it's just kind of crazy how it all kind of comes back to you. And that's the same with Mario Brothers. Like I'd start playing and, and then some of the, the secrets would kind of come right back, which is kind of funny because I haven't, you know, thought about it and I don't play that often, but I haven't, you know, thought about that in years. So it's just kind of funny how it just kind of came right back once I started actually playing. Do you think it holds up? Like, I mean, I bought, you know, I, I used to play the old school version of Donkey Kong all the time. And then I like retried to play it like a year ago. And I was like, oh, like it just felt like the graphics in my head when I was a kid was like how it is now where you're playing. But I guess you don't realize how used and how new the stuff is now. So when you're playing, you're just so used to it. Did I turn on that old version? I was like, that hurt that really hurt like i just I felt like pixelated old school like version really? but then again again i don't play video games now so i don't even know what all i know is i have friends that play um like fortnite and some of these like newer like games on their computer and whatnot and they're like super into it and they'll play with you know friends all over the world that's and too much for me that's too much my brain's like so simple like if you've ever played on uh, minecraft compared to uh god what's that freaking uh uh lost arc or is it arc survival or something 
the dude shits. The dude needs warmth. The dude needs food. The dude needs everything. I'm like, I can't, I, I like the blocks where I can just, I, there's just a food meter I have to focus on. And when it's night, you got to get inside a house. Like, I think the only thing that stayed toward the point where you still want it retro is like Pac-Man and stuff like that shit. You don't need to adopt the graphics on that one. It's still good. And it still holds up because it was just so simple. Definitely. Now, when it comes to, you said you're from Chicago. Yeah, so originally from Chicago, kind of, uh, I guess, an interesting situation, like born there, folks split up. So I went to high school and whatnot in kind of a small town about two, two hours or so outside of Chicago. But then I'd visit my dad on the weekends. My granny was always, you know, still lived in Chicago. So I kind of spent, you know, time in Chicago, but in, and then in the country, uh, in a rural area. And then for college, I went back to Chicago at DePaul and then uh, lived there post-college and a couple other places like I had mentioned um, kind of been all over the, the Midwest and then out West as well but uh, Chicago is what I consider home rocking the uh, Chicago Bulls skyline Salem sportswear 90s 1992 NBA um, t-shirt but also rocking now my new home of Portland got the Blazers uh, sports specialty vintage snapback as well so yeah, golf is a golf is amazing. I love golf. Oh, golf! Yeah. <laughs> no, what? Well, all right. So, who is the person on the Chicago Bulls that always everyone always talks about? I don't really watch basketball, so please don't yell at me. No, like currently, are you talking? You're not talking about Michael Jordan. All right, it's Michael Jordan. Okay, that's who I thought it was. I was confused, and I found out at the age of 20 years old, so just two years ago, that Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson were not the same person. Now, hear me out when I say this. Now, it's nothing to do with racism. It's on the factor of I watched Space Jam when I was a kid. And whenever they for Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, I thought they're talking about the same person because their initials were MJ. So Michael Jordan during, uh, I think, like a few years ago during the summer in my town, there's a popular fishing tournament called the White Marlin Opening which is like nothing but like the people try and go and catch Marlins and it's a whole competition thing. Well, he had a boat down here and he was coming down and this is around the time I was starting a podcast. So I was like, Oh my God, I got to get him on my podcast. I got to do this. I got this. I have so many questions to ask him. Like, what was it like being the first guy in the NBA to have AIDS? And then some dude looked at me and just goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, dude, can you believe like how hard that must've been for him to try and be, you know, rise to the top with all these people being afraid of him because they're afraid they might contract it. And then they just go, dude, that's magic Johnson. I'm like, same guy. They're like, no, it's not the same guy. I'm like, that's like one of those where your parents or somebody pulls the freaking curtain above your eye or something. You just open up to the whole world. Like, wow, I just can't believe I lived my life alive. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure how to, to uh, react, react to you not knowing who Michael Jordan was uh, until you were 20. It's totally cool, though. We're all different. You were probably interested in different things, and that's totally cool. But I mean, being from Chicago, being around that, and I was pretty young um, during those years in the 90s uh, where the Bulls were just, you know, won six championships, you know, three-peat twice uh 90 was it 91 to well, you're, you're a big basketball sport. guy here aren't you yeah I mean I just love all sports and and I the places I've lived I've always kind of followed the teams be, just because just how it brings kind of people together and it's it's just yeah I've always liked that I played sports growing up but uh no my older brother actually he was in college he's quite a bit older than me but he was in college during those years 
uh, of, of MJ uh, or the, the in like 96 and whatnot. So, I mean, it was, you know, pretty crazy. At least what he tells me is it was pretty crazy uh, being, being a college student while uh, Jordan was winning and the Bulls were winning championships in the nineties, um, which is pretty cool. It actually is um, besides, you know, what you guys are also known for is the whole factor of, uh, you know, that Chicago deep dish, which I, okay. Yep. Well, continue. Sorry. You know I what I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm going to say, right? Uh, maybe, maybe not go. You go first and I'll tell you what I'm going to say. Well, I will say this deep dish originated in Chicago. Okay. It originated in Chicago. However, when you're from Chicago, you don't really eat deep dish. You eat deep dish when family or friends are visiting from out of town. We actually eat what's called tavern style pizza, which is thin and crispy, cut in squares. I prefer mine well done. That's what real Chicagoans, that's what people, that's what you grew up eating in Chicago is thin crust, thin and crispy, cut in squares, well done. And so, a lot of South Side institutions have a little bit of a sweeter sauce. Uh, everyone kind of prides themselves on their homemade bulk sausage. So, um, what were you going to say? It's not fucking pizza. That's what I'm saying. It's more of a casserole. Thank you. Thank you. I've had, all right, I'm going to, for people listening, I discovered him because of the pizza thing. And, okay, hang on a second. I need to take a deep breath because I'm getting angry. It's okay. I have (laughs) talked to so many pizzaiolos shout out to pizza in the sack shout out to the Ohio pizzaiolo Edgar and Mike and then Scott who does another pizza thing and then um oh man Mario I've heard stories of them all and I've asked them all what their favorite type pizza and this is where I want to talk to you when it comes to making pizza what do you prefer about a pizza like do you prefer like for me I like a crispy pizza. Like I like it if it's a little bit burnt if you left it in there too long. I like that crunch factor to it. Oregano, where do you stand on that? Oh, got to have oregano. All right, 100%. good man. Good man. What what and, about the crust thickness? Uh thin. Really? I, oh yeah, most definitely got to be a thin. And and this is just my personal opinion. I do want to preface that um I don't discriminate when it comes to pizza. I'm just looking for a quality pizza. I like all different styles of pizza. You have Detroit style, you have New York style, you have Neapolitan, brick oven, coal fire. You have artisan pizza. You have Chicago thin crust, tavern style. I mean, there's so many different styles of pizza. There's not just one style of pizza, right? Yeah. Um, However, I prefer the pizza, the style of pizza that I'm making and the style of pizza that I grew up eating, which is Chicago thin crust, AKA tavern style, thin, crispy, square cut. Now, is that because where you're at, there's not that much around? It seems like it's a little bit different to the area. That, that's correct. So here in Portland, there's, there's good pizza. But in my opinion, it's all pretty similar. And again, growing up in the Midwest, um, and that's another thing to throw out there as well is Chicago. Yeah, we have Chicago Thin Crust or Tavern Style Pizza, as we call it. Um, but the Midwest as a whole, um, everyone kind of does their interpretation of, of that style. So in Minnesota, it's thin crust, square cut. Uh, in you know, Indiana, in Iowa, in Illinois, outside of Chicago, uh, in Wisconsin, you know, a lot of the major cities, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, these places they have in Michigan too. They do the same thing, with the exception of Detroit, because Detroit has Detroit style, which is delicious. But um, it's thin crust, square cut. That's a very Midwest um, style. Emos down in St. Louis, look up Emos. However, they use a Provel cheese, 
which is very, very interesting. But I recommend if you're in St. Louis to check out Emo's um, out of Chicago. Uh, this right here is it's called Pizza City USA. And essentially the thesis is um, Steve Dolinsky, his, his thesis in the book is uh, why Chicago is America's great, greatest pizza town. And I know if there's any New Yorkers listening, there's going to be a lot of people maybe up in arms, but I would highly recommend checking the book out because it explains how um, the city of Chicago has, I'd mentioned a number of different styles of pizza. Um, Chicago covers all their bases, whereas a number of other cities kind of focus on a few of those styles, like New York, great pizza. You can find a good slice, you know, New York style pizza all over the city, right? But it's one style. So that that's the reason why I would agree that Chicago is the, the best pizza and I'm a little biased, but I would say the best food food city in, in the country. Now, I, I get I get that, and I'm glad you agree that it's like a more of like a calzone. I don't see for me a classic pizza in my mind is more like a triangle slice. It's not like my family; they all love the square, really thin, like paper thin pizza. Me, I'm not that type of guy. I'm a thick crust. I mean, I grew up on the Domino's. I love the oregano on the pizza. It just re- really got me. And if we would talk about like uh, you know you know the Chicago kind of style, but also the same reason, like the loyalty with the fan base when it comes to sports or something, my family is from Baltimore. So I'm a big Baltimore Ravens fan. And that loyalty, um, one thing that I always hated because of my dad hating it as well was the Indianapolis Colts and who was the main person on their team, Peyton Manning at the time. So the reason why I hate Papa John's is because he did a commercial with that pizza that he did a commercial with that guy and it made me really look at pizza a little bit because a lot of the fast food places have certain memories for me like is there a certain pizza place that you consider on top or you always get nostalgic when you go around yeah definitely back home uh there's a place um it's no unfortunately r.i.p it's no longer around but when i'd uh my dad ended up moving from chicago to a um a town called harvard and um we in illinois and we would always go to a place called Mr. V's. Um, they do have a location, not an affiliated, but they do have one in Chicago. But I just remember when I was visiting my dad, um, we'd always go to Mr. V's. And that, that just always kind of stuck out in my head. Um, also, um, it's a little different, a little bit of a, not, not a thick crust, but a little bit different, but still square cut. Because again, we're talking Illinois. But uh, I got to give, I guess, a shout out to Semino's. They have a number of pizzerias uh, in Northwest Illinois. But I um, they actually are opening... They got one in Vegas called Vinny's. Uh, he's one of the brothers, Vinny Semino. Uh, they got uh, a couple places, like I said, in Northwest Illinois. And then um, also uh, Peter, he just, I think, opened a place in um, Vegas. And then they got one in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. But uh, I actually grew up working, uh, being very close with Sam Semino, who's one of the owners, uh, one of the brothers. And um, I actually grew up working at the pizzeria. Um you, know, you got to have some good stories on that one, dude. I've heard from Mario that he saw a person with their hand in the vat of sauce, stirring it with their hand. I mean, did you ever do a delivery run? I've been on an Uber run for Uber Eats, and I've had a, a, some guy that was high off his ass just invite me in, and we just started watching Pineapple Express. I was like, what is fucking happening right now? Like, I was just supposed to deliver you this food. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, no, definitely not on, like, stirring with your hand or anything. Like, it was pretty – pretty clean it's a clean restaurant um but uh delivery i never did delivery either like i was well i take that back i remember when it got super busy once um sam was like yo can you deliver like can you deliver some pizzas and i'm like 
yeah, sure. But I did a lot of like a number of different things throughout high school. Like I made pizzas. Um, in that one case, I delivered pizzas. But um, I was also I served tables. I answered the you know phones. Just a number of different things. Whatever they kind of needed, I was I was kind of able to do that. But um, it was it's kind of funny how it's kind of come full circle in the sense that you know I kind of grew up at least through high school working at a pizzeria, and then I. Um, I'm now making pizzas in, in my kitchen in Portland, Oregon. So it's just kind of funny how, how that happened. Well, it's usually the thing you start off doing in the beginning ends up, you end up falling back into like a lot of people that have passions or own a business, like, you know, cooking or something or baking usually comes from me. You know, I was a kid and I watched my grandma do it. It was the same thing. Like you, would you consider that pizza making as a form of therapy? I always talk about people, um, you know, all these pizzaiolas I've talked to is that the fact that like, they can just put all their hard tension or distress into the making of the dough, like just rounding it out, putting in that, like, I literally said that if you owned a, like a pizza shop, you could take like Mike Tyson, it's the scene from Rocky where he's punching the meat, but instead you're just punching the dough, like beating the shit, like this, this son of a, and just slamming it on the table, drop it from the elbow, from the top rope or something. People's elbow, the rock just under the dough. Um, <laughs> No, definitely. I guess in a sense, um, yes. Um, I don't, it's kind of weird. Like I don't, I don't, I consider myself somebody who doesn't really get stressed out very often. Um, I don't know if that, for whatever reason, you know, I should work like at I an edible work, company. Yeah. That yeah maybe that, maybe that, but I've, I've always had uh, an ability to kind of deal with any sort of a stress or anything. And maybe that's just like, yeah, this sucks right now, but it could totally be worse or that I guess I kind of always just keep that in my head where yes, this sucks right now, but it could be worse, like, and then just kind of keep a positive mind. But, but back to, back to pizza, it's, um, it's basically how this all started was, you know, COVID happened. I started working from home. Um, and then I was like, well, if we're just going to be in quarantine and then, you know, at home a lot, let's find something to do. And like I'd mentioned, Portland has great pizza, but it's all very similar in my opinion. So I was like, well, I can't find the style of pizza I eat up or I grew up eating here in Portland. Why don't I start making pizzas? So I made a pizza and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't terrible. Like the first pizza I made, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. So I was like, well, maybe I can improve this. So I started messing around with my sauce recipe, my dough recipe, uh, my homemade sausage, uh, bulk sausage. And I started tweaking a few things. Um, and then I started kind of, you know, my partner, she posted a picture. She works at Nike here in Portland. She posted a picture on Instagram and people are like, how do I get this? And then I was like, well, maybe I should like start an Instagram or post on Instagram. And I posted a picture and then people are like hitting me up. Like, how do I get this? I'm like, well, I guess I could start making pizzas for people. So I started making pizzas for people. I've been collecting feedback and like I had mentioned, tweaking things and, um, yeah, I get now basically I just uh, make pizzas for people and it's all donation based tough times right now, obviously for a lot of people. So yeah. no questions asked if somebody, you know, is in a pinch or whatever, and they want to have a pizza, just have a pizza. I'll make you a pizza. No problem. Um, but then it's donation based. And then what I'll do is I'll donate to a local organization. I donate to a local organization here in Portland and then one back home in Chicago. Um, but it's just kind of, yeah, I just, I just love doing it. I'm having so much fun and you know, getting people excited to, you know, Midwesterners who are out here and can't find the style of pizza, they hit me up and they're like, wow, this brings me right back home. Um, so it, it's been a lot of fun. 
well, it's like a nostalgia food for everybody. I always talk about like, see, the reason why I couldn't do like, um, I know I have talked to people that hate it when they dump millions of toppings on one pizza. It's too much to kind of source out the pizza. I was always a classic cheese man. I, I love Hawaiian. A lot of people don't like Hawaiian pizza for some reason, but I think where the pizza community is really beneficial and really, really positive. There are those ones that consider them classic pizzaiolos that want it to be legit and always have to put in their opinion of like, you should have did it like that. And it's like, I get it, but it's also like, that doesn't go on a pizza or something like that. It's like, hold on a second. It's all about exploring. I mean, if they could put Nutella on a fucking pizza as the sauce, then you should be a hundred percent fine with putting pineapple on there. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, again, um, the style of pizza that I'm making, I grew up eating. I really enjoy it. It's my preferred style. But with that said, I don't discriminate when it comes to pizza. There's all different styles of pizza. There's all different toppings. You can get creative. And again, that's what's really cool um, about food, right? Like, and that's what's really cool about um, America is like, you have all these different people that reside and live here from all over the world, right? And they kind of bring their cuisine, they bring their culture and their customs and all these things. And then, you know, people that grew up here, we like, oh, this is really good. Like pizza, right? It originated in Italy and Naples, but then it came over here. And then we've kind of, you know, tweaked it over the years into kind of what it is today. And, and that's with the style, but that's also with the topping. Um, there's actually a cool show on either Hulu or Netflix called Ugly Delicious. I've only seen, ep seen episodes one and two, but the first episode is pizza. And the second episode is burritos and those are my two favorite foods holy shit burritos is my top food right there it's just like i mexican food in general or is just my favorite i could eat mexican food every day of the week without question that's what gets me is whenever i ask somebody like what do they feel and they're like i want mexican food it's like they won't go to a place that has a white person at the counter they have to go to a place that's run by like mexican people it's like when you want chinese food you go to a place and there's if there's a white guy working there it's like this is an authentic chinese food it's like them being chinese doesn't do that either i mean I Mexican food, like I, I'm a big supporter on that. That's actually one of the reasons I want to go to California is just to be able to visit, you know, where they authentic. Go to Mexico. That, go to that, Mecca. Go to Mexico City. That's what I thought of too. But honestly, I heard that the there's a lot more of, I guess, family-owned businesses in California that serve tacos. Like, I mean, I knew that's where they did the El Polo Loco show for the tacos uh, with uh, Jesus Trejo. And I'm like, it, it's man that's just one of my guilty pleasures man it's like it's so hard down here because i live in a beach town so everything's a lot of fish a lot of like the pizza for instance you talk about how that you know every chef has their own style especially when it comes to pizza and it's a based on a lot of what you like and a lot of your experiences too you're going to adopt either you want to do a vegan style pizza you want to do whatever now when it comes to the reason why I love Domino's so much is because of the oregano on the crust was so much different than a lot of the other pizza places around here. I consider Little Caesars hot and ready bullshit. I don't like it. I think it's it was good when it came out, I guess. My grandpa loves that pizza, but honestly, it just it tastes like cardboard. I'm not a fan. Pizza Hut was a nostalgia thing for me because I'd always put in $30 a quarters into the jukebox and play endless summer nights until someone's screaming at you to shut the hell up. But like I said, once you took the salad bar out, all these other types of things, I just lost it. So Domino's stuck with me on that one. Now, the flavors around here when it comes to pizza places, there's not a whole lot. It's either really soaked in grease, but they're all like you're saying, they all taste the same. And I want that authentic difference. I want that classic, you know, 
where I can taste it. If I get the same cheese pizza, I don't want them both to taste the exact same. I want to sense the difference. Is it something they did with their sauce? I don't get that around here. There's barely any, you know, mom and pop shops. It's all corporate businesses and stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? Like somebody burned down our Domino's. I'm pretty sure it's Papa John. So I don't like that guy because of the whole factor of is like, I really, that, that one thing made it, that oregano just stood out so much is why I'm such a support of that. And I always talk about it because there's not a whole lot of people trying to be unique. And at these times right now, we're seeing it become a little bit more with people, people doing pizza desserts, all these other types of things. I was like, what makes your style different from a lot of the others? Yeah. And, and that's, what's, you know, somewhat on topic, somewhat off topic, but that's what in my opinion is so cool about food. Right. And, and that you can get creative and that you can try new things. Um, and, but again, for me personally, like my favorite foods, pizza, tacos, two favorite foods, without a doubt, pizza and tacos. And what's cool about that to me is the simplicity of those two foods. You take a taco, you have a fresh corn tortilla. You take some great, you know, uh, marinated meat, pastor, carne asada, whatever, onion, cilantro, and some salsa. That's the perfect bite, in my opinion. You know, same with pizza. You're taking dough, which is yeast, salt, you know, oil, water, flour. You know, I use cornmeal. But you take some simple ingredients, a sauce, you know, tomatoes. And then you can add, you know, your spices, oregano, you know, whatnot, and cheese. And then you have toppings, right? So the simplicity of these foods, but like the perfect, again, going back to that perfect bite, but like the texture and the flavors that you can get from some of these simple foods is just amazing in my opinion. And the one, one of the best things, and now I'm kind of going off on a tangent, one of the, maybe the best bites I've ever had in my life was in Greece. I got a gyro. I took one bite and it was just like the textures and flavors and everything just kind of came together. It was insane. Absolute insanity in that bite. And the same with, um, um, in Shanghai and China, went to this, I don't even know where it was. Like, I don't even know how we found it. Like we were just like walking or something, saw this place. I think it was Hunan food. Um, don't quote me on that, but I believe uh, it's like a spite. It's a spicy Chinese food. I, I mean, I was in absolute euphoria, like just like the flavors and everything. It was so, it was so perfect um, that my partner actually had to stop me from eating. Like I put myself into a legitimate food coma where like she had to like, take the, almost take the food from me and cut me off from eating because I was just going to town on, on this food. It was just, I don't know. It was amazing. It just I love make, food. It makes sense if you go to like other countries and stuff, like why people always talk about exploring like the flavor of the food there. Like I couldn't really understand when I was like younger of what that meant because I just didn't see, I see food as like a thing, a job or something you have to get done and then you can hurry up and get to whatever's next. But it's like, if you take time, I mean, I've eaten salads, the same basic thing every single day like a can of tuna just over and over and over again but i learned my spice cabinet i learned how to add cumin to it make it makes it taste like taco bell add oregano makes it taste like domino's pizza crust all these other types of things and it's like how do you go to a place and then not explore the food there like i went to hawaii is probably the farthest i've really been i haven't really been out of our country and spam asubi man it's spam i never liked it by itself but you put it on top of rice you wrap it with like a seaweed wrap it's so freaking good i mean the flavors when you go to other places is just different you start Hawaiian to food is, oh, I, I i i love it i really like it there's yeah. some good spots here in portland that do hawaiian food or in hawaiian influence kind of cuisine cuisine and it's like 
it's top notch. I mean, really, really good chili oil, like this Kahlua pig, like really, really good stuff. Um, but that's, that's what's so cool about like, like traveling, right. Going to new places is like, that's my favorite thing to do is travel and eat essentially. And you go to these new places, you know, other countries and whatnot, and you just immerse yourself in that culture and that food. And my favorite thing to do is I'll just go, I'll just go to a bar and I'll belly up, start drinking a beer. And maybe we speak the same language. Maybe we don't, but we find a way to communicate with one another. And then we, and then, you know, ask for them to kind of point me in the right direction. You know, maybe, you know, you're like, for example, I was in Seoul, um, a while back and, uh, like just went to this place and it's so crazy. Like she, um, she ended up, she spoke English, but, uh, ended up meeting the owner of this brewery and he was super cool named Brian. Um, and then she ended up, she worked for McKellar, a brewery based out of Copenhagen, who was, I believe was a gypsy brewer. And now they have locations all over you know, the world, uh, in Europe and then Asia and then here in the States. Um, but this bartender in Seoul, we ended up knowing the same, uh, a guy I used to work with, Tyler, who's now in LA. So it's just that six degrees of separation. You could be anywhere in the world and you might meet somebody who's, you know, know somebody you know, or, yeah. you know, it's kind of crazy. You just, yeah, the start world, those conversations. and The world's surprisingly smaller than you think it is. Like it's, it, you, everything kind of comes around full circle. Like, oh, I know that guy. Oh, I'm his cousin. Oh, I'm this, you know. Um, when I went to Hawaii with my cousin, like, you know, he, he's a local there. So he speaks pigeon. He goes the whole nine yards. So I don't understand a word he's saying. So what they do have down there is a very dense population of Asian people. And so there are some Asian restaurants, not when I mean Asian restaurants, I mean, it's owned where the menu is Asian and then everything else is just regular food. So I was like, what am I going to do? And he's picked up that's my phone dropping but he he uh he's picked up a few of like you know the sayings and how to understand and be able to read and interpret some of the language of that too so just from living there for so long so i'm a tourist i'm coming in i'm like what's a good spot to eat we're going i mean and it looks like in a back of a store and it's just like this chinese or whatever regular restaurant type thing but everything's in chinese on the menu i'm like dude i don't like you go you go to a place normal people usual people what they do is they go to a place and they pick what they already know what it tastes like nothing different just they already know what they like kind of they look at the menu but nobody ever really goes off and tries to try something brand new that they don't know if they're going to like or not they want to make sure they're happy with their meal a lot of the time so i'm looking at the menu i'm like i don't I don't know a fucking thing on this. Like, I can't read it. Like, only thing, there's a little American side right here, but it just says chicken nuggets and a burger. I'm like, I don't, I guess I'm going with the burger. He's like, no, 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 let me see the menu. Let me see the menu. Hands it to the lady and goes, can you decide for us? And this is where I picked it up. Ask them what you want. They know what's good. So when I go to Chipotle now, I just tell them, make it how you would make a burrito, bro like what i'm like no no no. i'm not gonna tell you and point at you and tell you what to do just make it how you would make it for yourself man if i'm gonna take a shot in the dark i'm gonna expand my taste buds out today if you put sour cream on it i hate sour cream i might like it if it's mixed together with something i don't know try it out every time so far i mean i think once it was bad i was like oh i hate avocado and then like it went like that but you it's really been hate a avocado? Dude, if you don't trust the fruit that you need a certain time of day to cut it, a certain hour, a certain week of the month, like it's just like, oh, if you don't cut it on this day, it's bad. It's like, all right, that's too much fucking work for me. But like, kind of so delicious. Okay, okay. Sure, <laughs> sure, it is. sure it is. Uh, but like, it, you know, it was surprising. Like, you know, that guy was so surprised that I put my faith in him, and I was like, dude, you know what's good? 
it's the same place when you go over and you travel somewhere and you're looking at the menu and I think, what would you recommend? That type of thing. Like they toss you out the daily recommendations or whatever, the daily specials in the morning, but you don't really listen. You know, some people think, oh, that's just because it's going bad. Or maybe it's because they know what's good and they know what they're known for. For sure. Yeah. And that's, again, just, you know, when, when traveling, it's just kind of like, Hey, I just want to try it all. And that, that's one of my biggest things. Is like, I want to try the street food. I want to go to a restaurant. I want to try like everything that, that these different places have to offer. And, um, and then, yeah, just spark up some conversations with, with locals and just kind of see where, see where that takes you. Um, and, and throw something out there too. Like I wasn't expecting food at Oktoberfest in Munich to be like, like, I just thought it was like most going to be all beer and like, be like, okay. Or whatever. It was surprise. It was so good. It was so awesome. I remember having like this, like big pork shank or something like that, just like right off the bone, like super good, but um, it's a feast, dude. That's what it is. Like if you ever see like videos on Oktoberfest or something, they're just like, they have Turkey out and everything. It's a freaking holiday to them, man. They go all out. It's yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, experience. I don't know if I need to do it again because it, it like, but my brother actually came this last or a couple of years back and he, that was like his second or third time at Oktoberfest. And I have, I know some other people that have been there a number of times, but uh, it was an awesome experience. But uh, I mean, I'd go back. I'd take that back. I'd go back. I'd of course back. you would. It's Oktoberfest, bro. You can't, you can't knock down Oktoberfest. Best movie of my entire life is freaking uh, Beer Fest, man. That was hilarious when I watched that thing. I was like, if that's, I'm waiting for Pot Fest. I really hope that comes to fruition. I mean, come on now. What do you think? Did you see Super Troopers too? I have not. No, I could probably do a better job of movie watching. To be honest, I've been more watching shows, um, but I'm always open to recommendations. I'm always open to you know checking something new out. So maybe I'll have to hit that up. But you literally have. Are the you gonna best... like make one of my? Is it, are you I was, be like? I was just about to. I was be like, dude, you'd be perfect for the cop stash though. But no, with Super Troopers too, it just made me think because the guys that do Beer Fest are part of Super Troopers, so okay. it's the same company, same guys, and everything. And they did a. Super Troopers 2, a lot of people didn't like that movie. I was like, it was good. I mean, it was a little bit different on the twist, though. But, like, like I said, I mean, if you want to really go down, I won't go down that rabbit hole of the movie thing. But, you know, I think it's interesting. Like, if I had to ask you, what's a good food moment? Like, what's a good food memory for you? Like, because it always boggles my mind where people go with, because they don't consider it nostalgia. But I'm like, that's the reason why you have a certain meal. You know, if you put... Uh, two pieces of bread, put a cheese on each piece, and then you put pepperoni on top of it and throw it in the microwave for 10 seconds. That's fucking nostalgia for me where I was like three years old, freaking shirt off, sitting in a high chair with that, and then watching Dragon Ball Z on the TV. Yeah, I mean, I might take this in a different direction, but it's still food related. And I'm not sure if you'd consider it nostalgia, but like my best friends still to this day, but then also in college, we had a um, without going into too much detail and telling the entire story, um, we had a van. It was like a 92 Pontiac Montana. It was my buddy's van. And uh, the back seats actually got stolen out. So we just threw a futon mattress down in this, this van. And what we would do is we would actually go on food cruises, what we call food cruises. And, and to this day, I still take friends and they're like, what are we doing? They're like, we're going on a food cruise. And, and kind of what that means is we would go to, you know, one to, or not one, go to like two to four to five places in one cruise where you try, you know, these different places. And in Chicago, that's where we were going to college. Um, you know, we, we would go to, you know, Northside, 
South side, West side, all over the city, just looking for good food, all different types of food in all different neighborhoods. Um, Chicago being a city and neighborhoods, you have all these different places with, you know, different types of food. Um, and we would just get in this van. And I mean, I remember one day, me and my buddy, Justin, it was like a Sunday morning. We we're like pretty hungover. We were in college and we're like, let's go get some breakfast. And we start, we get in the van and we start driving. And then like, we're like, let's, you know, let's find a new place in the city. And then all of a sudden we're at the suburbs and we're like, well, let's find a new place in the suburbs. And then we, you know, when we know, we know, like we'll, we'll both look at the same place that we drive past and we'll know that's the place we're going to go to. But then we just kept driving. And then now we're outside of the suburbs. About three and a half hours later, three and a half hours outside of Chicago, we ended up in this place called Salmonock. And we ended up going to this place, Rambo's. It was like some random bar called Rambo's or something. We had lunch. Moral of the story is we just thought we were going to go get breakfast on a Sunday morning at 10, 11 a.m. We ended up not getting home till like 11, p like 11 p.m. midnight because we just ended up just, it ended up being an adventure um, in, in Pontiac or Hannah, Montana, the van. Um, so yeah, just like cruising around town, um, trying new spots. I mean, we'll go get an, a taco appetizer here and then we'll go grab a slice of pizza here and then we'll finish, you know, at Sweet Mandy B's for dessert. It's so the that's experience, what we call it. dude. I'm telling you, it's not only the travel of it, but it's also the people you're with. I mean, so many times nowadays, people just order takeout eat at home. That's cool and all for the comfortability factor. But like nobody's everybody's doing fast food or something. Nobody sits and eats anymore. Like TGI Fridays was a staple when I was a kid. My grandparents, they would always pick us up and they live in Delaware, which is like an hour away from us. So every weekend, you know, it would be during the summer, we'd spend up there. It would be like, we're going out to eat. We're going out to eat. It's like, oh shit, where are we going? It's like my brother was older than me. So he always fucking picked i'd be like applebee's like not applebee's we're going to tgi oh, the neighborhood grill. what huh no you said applebee's i was like the neighborhood grill dude i fucking love applebee's the one thing i hated was when they had nachos and it was like a, for like uh 10 bucks you get this whole freaking platter and i remember i was with uh, my buddy's family one time and his dad uh, i mean we were probably 13 14 at the time his dad goes, if you eat that whole plate of nachos, I mean, it was a, a size of your laptop. Uh, he yeah, has a mountain mi 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 nacho or something. Yeah, man. Just mountain such. mixed with nachos. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, mountain you, nachismo. Oh, there you go. And he goes, if you eat that whole thing, I will give you guys $20. So me and my buddy, like, we're fucking doing this easy, dude. Not even like it was man versus food. Like, right. We're getting at the end. We're like, oh my God, I'm so sick. I don't even care about the money anymore. Like, but we did it. And we got the money, but like those moments, man, I want to see those come back where people are hanging out, not the fucking Dave and Buster shit where you're going off and playing arcade games and doing all this type of stuff. Like have the moment with your friends, sit down get to learn about each other, put the phones down. I went with my grandparents recently, actually. Yeah. In December, um, not, it wasn't even this December. It was last December, I guess, um, out for my birthday. That is not an easy task when you're born on new year's Eve. Okay. So you're getting food at like 4 PM or something. We went to Outback one time at like seven and it was like a two and a half hour wait. My grandmom's like, fuck this. So we just went to, um, Applebee's and you know, we sat down. I was just like, let's put our phones down. Let's put them in our pockets. And you don't really truly love those moments until you're older and you start to want them more. Like when I was a kid, it was always, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like that type of thing. Like one word answers. Yeah, it's like texting on your phone and shit too while at the dinner table. And I'm like, no, let's get 
let's let's not only get intimate with the food, but get intimate like the talk. Let's let's figure out what's going on. Like you know, how's everybody doing? You start to realize some shit about like oh shit, like and you have a really good time after a while, and you start laughing. I think everyone has those experiences, and it's crazy to see too. And it's I hope it starts making a trend back. Um, you know, everybody wants to go out to eat, especially since we've been kind of closed down for so long. And I'm really hoping that becomes like a thing that we're going to start to prioritize. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we've, we've spoken quite a bit about the flavors of food and, and, and that's kind of been what we've been talking about is like, you know, the simplicity and the flavors and, and everything and how that makes food great. But we, we haven't really spoken too much about, um, how food br kind of brings people together, which is another aspect of food I think is so powerful and so cool is that like you sit down and you have a meal with somebody, whether you know them or not, and you just talk, you eat, you talk, you enjoy that food. And, and again, how food just brings people together from different backgrounds, from different places. And, and you can just sit down and have a conversation. And that's an experience in and of itself to just do that to do that and i think that that's what's really important about food as well is and that's what i really like about it and what i really like about making pizzas right now is you know i have people i i don't know i've never met um and they hit me up to get a pizza and then you know some people are my friends now i have people that get pizza every single week from me out of my, i'm just in my house they come and get pizza every week three pizzas every wednesday you know a pizza every thursday and um i, I consider some of the, uh, these people friends now and, um, and they then bring, you know, the pizza back, back home and share it with their spouse or their partner or their friends or something. And, um, if I can help to like, kind of, it sounds, it's so cheesy. It's so dumb, but like, if I can help to like put a smile on someone's face because they enjoy the, the, the pizza that I'm making like that, that right there is, I, I feel like I've done my job for lack of a better way of saying it same reason why people get passionate about being a chef or other pizza makers you know the whole factor of you're creating something that you would never thought in a million years you'd be doing and someone would be eating it and loving it like that's your own like you can work at a pizza place fine and create a pizza oh that person ate my pizza and they loved it yeah but when you're doing it out of your house there's a different hit to it there's something where it's like shit i did all this there were no machines already for me i had to go and do this all from a, a home startup and to see where it's at now where you're like you know you're you're able to talk about it. You're able to talk about the style of it. You're able to, th I mean, how many crazy creations have you thought about anything out of the box? I would say out of the pizza box. Have you thought about anything like ridiculous that hasn't been done before? Because you mentioned tacos and pizza. Well, my buddy, Mike, um, we're trying to figure out a good way. He wanted to make a taco pizza. I was like, instead of using, you know, pizza sauce, use hot sauce and then use little bite chunked up things of a uh, chicken and he did that and then we made a chick-fil-a pizza using as the sauce was chick-fil-a sauce with pickles and all these other things that sound disgusting and this is where we talk about other people like thinking they're higher uh pizza class i would say dude was the whole video he did it on a live i mean and it looked amazing and people were like well that's a crazy idea and we did it on the podcast you can listen to his episode to hear us talk about it but he literally created this thing and the dude was just like this is a disgrace to pizza nation and just started going off saying that this isn't all that i'm like dude they fucking put sprinkles in a funnel cake on a pizza i think we can go a little bit out of the box and do something like that yeah i mean there's a lot of fusion out there right i mean you go to different cities across the country and you go to food trucks or food carts and whatnot and you're going to see a lot of fusion you're going to see a lot of people that are taking um you know different uh, cuisines and different styles of food and, and kind of mixing them and blending them but at the end of the day 
if you're able to get the texture down and those flavors down and you, you, you make that perfect bite, like in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. Have fun with it. Make it your own. You know, if, it, if people are enjoying it, then, then that's really cool. Yeah, I'm doing something that's a little more true to style in the sense that I'm making Chicago thin crust pizza and I'm trying to do that, my interpretation of what that is. Um, and people have been really enjoying it. But um, that's not to say that you can't, you know, try new things. And I have a buddy that keeps hitting me up, you know, pineapple, pineapple, pineapple. I'm not against pineapple on pizza. I mean, I'm going to admit, you know, you could do an angry, you know, do a Hawaiian uh, with, I think, pineapple, you know, maybe finely chopped pepperoni or something. And uh, jalapeno would be delicious. I'd almost, the, jala, or the, the pepperoni would almost be like bacon. Then you got your, uh, your, you know, pineapple, a little sweetness. And then, and, and if then you did you like a nice, um, what do you call oh, yes. it? If you did like a cheddar or like something yellow, like a jalapeno popper, how it has the, like that, like it has the cheese mixed in with like the jalapeno, that'd be really good on a pizza. Yeah. Maybe you should try that out. I can't make pizza for shit. The one time I made pizza when I was a kid, the Lunchables, I fucked that up so bad where I'm like, oh, I'm, ones. I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even going to try anymore after that one. I was like, I don't even know. I just ended up drinking the sauce and then trying to eat the pizza. And I was like, this is just too fucking hard. Exactly. Yeah. But no, but again, that's, yeah, you're always going to have the people that are like, you know, uh, I forget what it's called. Um, well, you have your Neapolitan. If you want to be a Neapolitan pizzeria in the U.S., or I think anywhere in the world, you get a natural certification where you have somebody from, I don't know if they come from Naples, they probably have like a representative here in the States or maybe a few that actually have to come and inspect, I think your oven and actually the, the um, operations of like how you're making the actual pizza. And, and that's more of like the purest, um, you know, of making a pizza. But again, there's all different styles. There's so many different things. You know, and you're unique, different. just like your pizza will be unique too. I mean, we talk, we talk about like pizza is one of those food that's like, you know, we talk about like the experience too, with the people you're around. It's the whole reason why there's a term called let's grab a slice. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's a come together food. It's a food that's meant to be enjoyed and meant to have a lot of fun and be around. Like it's, it's why we have them for birthday parties. We have them for any type of party. Why there's situation. a million pizzerias across this country. Yeah. Like, pizza like you don't meet many people like you'll be like oh, i don't like avocados you're not going to meet many people that are like why the fuck are you tossing that one out you could have said any food like you don't like cream cheese or something i fucking hate yeah, but you said you don't like avocados so i was like yeah this guy doesn't like avocados so that's pretty popular people don't always like avocados <laughs> but either way point is right like you meet people and you don't meet many people who are like yeah i don't like pizza i mean whether you like dominoes or whether you like you know, a famous pizzeria in New York or whatever, you still like pizza. It's still pizza. Yeah. I just like, so. I like seeing like, first of all, in the pizza community, I'm very happy you came on the podcast, by the way, too. Um, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I love all, like, of all the cool people, way cooler people you could have chosen from. Uh, you chose me. So thank you. But they didn't have that mustache. All right. All right. Yeah. See, we're good <laughs> now, but like seeing your guys crazy combinations and also seeing like just your own styles in general is so unique. And it's what I love to see mostly because I mean, I think anybody could post up a picture of a pizza and then immediately be like, you know, get millions of followers. It's pretty popular. People like following food pages, but they don't actually go into it a little bit more to find out who's actually making the pizza or who's actually making the food. They don't want to learn about the person. And that's why I like it. Like, I mean, doing live videos when you get to watch that, getting to see how the pizza's made and also talking to people. I mean, like one of the best experiences I've ever had with pizza 
is the fact of I went to Carabas, which is like this Italian kind. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, it's like an Italian uh, style place, but they'll make the pizza in front of you. And then like, you know, they'll talk to you while they make your pizza kind of like um, there's another place called like Mione's, which is like, you know, they got the wood fire ovens that you see in the back. They put them in there. Yeah. But like I remember a little kid, um, they handed me a little thing of dough. And they just put on a thing like play with that. And I was just playing with the dough. I was sculpting faces. And I was, I mean, it felt like a two hour dinner. I was having so much like fun. Like but it, you can eat it. Yeah. And then um, I ended up taking it home and the next day smelled like shit. But it was a factor of like, it was just so cool. The guy was like, here, try this slice. Yes. And he kept like putting slices back in and he kept being like, I'm making this pizza. And he would like take a little bit and he put it up in like the little kind of window and keep it heated or whatever. But he would just like, try this. I made this like this. And he would show me all these different things. I was like, well, and it was like, blowing my mind open like it's why i love when i see like you know someone always uh like i went to pennsylvania one time and some kid was really mad at himself because he made a pizza and he completely burnt the shit out of it he didn't know me he goes i'm so sorry man i burnt your pizza dude i'll have to make you another i'm so sorry if you guys it's gonna be on the house my fault and he was just really critical i was like sit down and enjoy this pizza you made with me and he was like what he goes it's burnt i'm like no like you don't know me i eat my food i like it burnt well, dude i well like done. it yeah, I like it. Like sometimes I even like it like black. It's fine. So I'm sitting there eating and I'm like, it's a little crunchy, but it's like how I like it. My grandma wouldn't eat it, but I was sitting there eating. He said, dude, stop. Don't you don't have to eat that. I was like, dude, seriously, it's not bad. Lighten up on yourself. And just having that, like even doing that subtle of thing, I just think, you know, you need that sometimes. I mean, you can easily get a raw pizza or whatever. I, there's so many times in my town that the pizza's cooked with way too much grease where you can put a napkin on top of it and soak it all up. I'm like, that's not, it's not pizza. Yeah, definitely. Um, what the heck? I, I had something, something was going on right here. I had something I wanted to say, and then it just, it just kind of, just kind of left my, my is head it, but it'll probably come back is it the question of why is papa john's hair always wet it's not but it actually just came back so thank you for saying that because for whatever reason that made me think of what my question was for you but i do have to ask um since we're on the topic of pizza go to frozen pizza i was gonna ask you that too holy crap yeah i was gonna mention red baron pizza how do you feel about that because I, I, red baron, i've had it in and um um, it's been a while, I will say that, but um, not my favorite personally, not my favorite, um, but again, time and a place. I'm a big time and a place guy, so it's... What's the thick one? The thick, it has like a really thick crust where it's like the size of a pizza box. I don't know like if or something? I it starts with a D, I think, I couldn't tell if it was that or Red Baron, but my buddy, I mean... By like two o'clock in the morning, we got we went to the store and got energy drinks and this pizza, and he just pulled it out of nowhere, dude. And it was we were watching F is for Families when that first came on Netflix, and biting into that slice and then hearing the Bill Burr's character go, "I'll throw you through that fucking wall," was just, I mean, it was just instilled in my head forever. Stamped. But um, so would you say? Are you saying then Red Baron is your is your like personal favorite, or was that just? I'm, 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 I'm guessing that is what it is. Yes. Okay. Because I, I kind of have overall favorite is going to be called, it's going to be home run in. I'm not sure if you can get that where you're at, but maybe at a, maybe they have national distribution in a whole foods. So maybe if you went to whole foods, you might be able to find um, 
home run in, but I'm not familiar with some of the other chains in near you. Like what are some of the like grocery chain or I guess I mean, I, like Fred Meyer and like Albertsons and like, are those pizza places or are they stores? This, this is, we're talking frozen pizza. So this is going to be in stores. So like my favorite overall frozen pizza that I've had is called home run in. And they're a pizzeria that started, I want to say in the forties or something, don't quote me South side of Chicago. Um, and now they have a couple different pizzerias. So they actually have pizzerias in Chicago, but they have a huge um, frozen pizza line. I think they have national distribution. So you might be able to find it somewhere near you, but that's going to be my personal favorite frozen pizza. But there's a, and this might be more nostalgia, but there's a very close place in my heart for Jack's frozen pizza. So I grew up eating Jack's frozen pizza in the Midwest and they're super cheap, but why, why is it so, why is it hit you so hard? Is it the, what is the, what about the taste? Is it the crust? Cause I'm a crust man. I actually hate it when you see pictures, people always post up, like it's supposed to be the best thing, but it's the air where you can see the hole into the crust or whatever. It's like a nice airy crust or something. I don't like that. I consider that false crust. I want it to be thick. And if you, you, sir, if you leave your crust in the box and just eat the actual pizza sauce slice and you leave the crust in there there's something wrong with you there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with uh the crust right which i mean i don't know as long as it's a good crust eat, you gotta eat i know crust. too many people that are like i won't eat the crust i'm like what the fuck it's the best part yeah, you have to eat the crust i mean that's there's a lot of and that's the thing there's a lot of flavor in crust i feel like i have somewhat of a like a subtle is that the right word uh palette where i can like pick up on little things here and there like i've even a couple pizzas i've made i've made two pizzas i've said do these taste the same and to everybody they're like yes and to me i'm like no like i could tell but i'm also the one making the yeah. pizza. So all these subtle differences in the crust based on the subtle operational differences or changes that i made while making the pizza or even the fermentation time for the dough so like there's a textural difference in a seven day fermented dough versus a one to three day fermented dough. And there's subtle changes in the flavor as well. But some people weren't, they're not like some of my friends weren't able to pick that up, but I kind of knew right away. So that's one thing. But going back to Jack's, I think because it's thin and it's really crispy, a lot of frozen pizzas are just like, like mush kind of, or texturally, they might be crunchy or crispy, but they're like, not in a pleasant way. Depending on well, depending on how you're making it too. Like for me, I've never learned how to use the oven, so I usually use a microwave. So it's always mushy to me. But like a nice pizza that's done in the oven, like I, I'm not, I'm always lazy when it comes to especially like my all time favorite frozen food is taquitos. Um, better in the oven, way better in the oven. I'm just saying Everything's better in the oven. Yeah, nice and crispy. That whole factor to it though, but like. I mean, I, I'll have to check out the, uh, you said home run pizza is what it's called. Home run in. It's called home run in. Yep. Home run in. You can even Google that like home run in, and then you'll get like a, maybe a store finder or something where you can find, um, maybe if there's any, any stores that carry that pizza near you. I will Google after the episode. I've already am upset that I dropped my phone off the thing in the middle of it no but like when it comes to all-time favorite pizzas though i'm not talking about stores there's one thing for me that tops Domino's. 
the school pizza I used to have as a kid. I don't know where the fuck that comes from. I don't care if that's not considered pizza. To me, that food, I would go to jail now to go back to school just to be able to have that pizza. I don't, I remember there were three different types. There was like the pizza sticks where they look like mozzarella sticks, but you rip them off, put them in pizza sauce. Then there was uh, the little, obviously like your own personal pizza. And there was like the pizza slice. Then there was this one that blew my fucking mind away, which is why I think I like Red Baron frozen pizza is because of the crust thickness to it. It was like a loaf of bread, like, like um, the garlic bread type things. Like it comes in like a boat kind of, and they hollowed it out, but they turned it into a pizza. So it was like garlic. Hey, dude, it was, I don't know how to even, I, I just couldn't. I mean, it's orgasm in the mouth. So you mentioned that you like a thicker crust, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Then I would highly recommend if you haven't had the style, find if there's anywhere near you um, that does Detroit style pizza. I really think you'll enjoy Detroit style pizza because what they do is they caramelize the crust. So you mentioned you really like crust, so it's going to be caramelized. So you get a nice crispiness. However, it's almost airy. Like um, it's a thicker dough and it's almost airy. It's almost like a focaccia. Maybe I'm saying that wrong, but like it's almost airy. And what they do is they put, they use brick cheese and then they go sauce on top, but it's like this light, airy, doughy center with a nice crispy caramelized crust with a sauce on top. It's a really good style. Like if it's done right, like Detroit style pizza is very good. And I would even say there's a chain called Jets Pizza. I'm not sure if they're out near you, but they've, they've actually expanded locations, I believe. And I would look up Jets Pizza speak for a chain making a really good product. Like um, as long as it's the same as I've had, you know, when I was back in Chicago or um, uh, Milwaukee, the uh, Jets pizza, Detroit style um, pizza. I think you'd really like that. I would highly recommend checking out Detroit style pizza. Like even when I would get Domino's, like Domino's pizza is pretty soft. Most pizza restaurants uh, or whatever, like Papa John's, Pizza Hut, all those main corporation type ones. Usually the, when you get the pizza, it's pretty soft pizza. It's not really like crusty like I like it. So I would take like the Domino's pizza and I would put it in the microwave and heat that thing up like past to the point where it's soft to where it's like super kind of crunchy. Just because I like that crispy factor. You don't get a lot of that. I mean, I, I you'll like. Love, you'll love Detroit style, like without a doubt. I've never had somebody recommend me a pizza before, but that's going to be something I have to put on the menu. That and uh, you said home run hit pizza. Home run in for Frozen. Home and then honestly, in. like you should – I know you mentioned like deep dish, Chicago deep dish being um, more of a casserole, and I'm not, I'm not going to debate that. Like I still consider it pizza because there's all different styles of pizza, so I would say that is pizza. I just like um, to stick and grab a slice like that. I don't like it to where you have to get like a knife and then like a, like a bake, like you're doing brownies or something. But not all, not all places are like that. So like, I, have you, you've had Chicago deep dish. Yes. Yes. Okay. Have you had it in Chicago? I've never been to Chicago. Cool. So let me know when you go to Chicago, because I'll give you a pizza map. We have a pizza map of Chicago. We also have a taco map of Chicago that me and my friends. Can I get the taco one first? You, you can have both at the same time. Cool. Um, so, I mean, there's the taco maps insane. North side, South side, West side. Like we're talking pastor. We're talking carnitas we have all different places and you and you get different places you get different things you get carne asada at this place you get goat at this place you get uh, pork or pastor at this place you get these different tacos at different places i digress back to pizza um you can get chicago deep dish pizza that you can eat with your hands like it is going to be 
Um, it's a local chain to Chicago, but you've probably heard of it. Lou Malnati's, maybe you haven't, but Lou Malnati's. And for being, I guess, a local chain, because people sometimes like to knock chains. In my opinion, like that, and then Paisano's, which I believe the Paisano's and Malnati's are like related. Um, but I saw fun- that on a Barstool, the pizza guy reviews thing. He he found uh, there was a Angelo's and then there was like Julian's or something. And apparently there it's the sister company, but it's still he like he eats the pizza slices like this is the same fucking pizza as Andrew Andrew Andrews or whatever. And the the woman's like, yeah, that's our, our older brother company. It's like it's the same fucking recipe. What's the difference? Oh, this one's made by Julian. No, it tastes the fucking same. I'm like, that's why people like some people pay because they want it to taste like the same but a lot of times the problem with chains is they can't keep up with the original classic og place it just doesn't have that same taste to it yeah and that's the thing with like lou melnati's it's like the quality and consistency like again i it's just it's amazing and there was a place called Burt's place um that was in chicago it's still around it's north of chicago i think it was morton grove uh just right outside of chicago northwest of the city slightly but uh, there's a place called Burt's Place, and you might get a kick out of this. Dude had a huge beard. You can look up Burt's Place. You'll see pictures of him. Unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. But what he did was you had to call in to order your pizza because you couldn't, like, you couldn't just walk into this place. It was his house. So the basement of his house was where he had his ovens and his, like, little dining area. His wife would bring you your pizza, and he'd be making the pizzas. But you'd have to call a day or a couple of days in advance place your order and then you would just show up and the pizza she'd bring it right out to your table at the time that you get there like five o'clock reservation you show up and he made a chicago deep dish but he had the caramelized crust um and it was it was it was absolutely insane i mean the freshness the ingredients like i'm not experience of going to this place yeah i'm not in love with facial hair i just game recognize gameplay that's all i gotta say okay yeah but anyway dude has a dude had a really cool like long beard just like basically i always love when you like you see somebody and you're like that's not what they you you just make an assumption about like what they maybe who they are what they do you would never when you see this guy you'd be like that guy doesn't make pizza and he makes some of the dopest pizza it's the same thing when you're like you get a call from somebody you try to analyze you try to think what their face or what they look like or something you seem like you don't sound anything like you look in person my buddy g from canada he's from regina yes he's from regina um he literally sounds like the introduction to the movie things that's just how he normally talks and i'm actually going to get him to voice him at my intro because it's just so soothing but it's like you wouldn't picture that's how he looks at all he looks nothing like that i was like holy crap man you sound like and that's like, cool you know yeah. everyone has a story like yeah it's just like ask those questions you know meet some random person because that's going to take you on some sort of adventure you know what i mean welcome to out of the blank podcast it's nice to meet you jerry Nice. That and that with your buddy, your got your Canadian friend. He's the one who does the opening or whatever. No, actually, the one who does my opening intro is um one of my uh, childhood best friends. He actually uh, made that for me. Um, but no, well, I'm gonna get a new intro and I'm gonna try to get G to. His name's G. His name's Gerasimos, but um he does a podcast called the F Word Podcast, which is a movie podcast. But, like. It's his voice, man. I'm t- I love voice acting. I have a few friends uh, that do it, uh, like comic books, like uh, my buddy Mark, who does uh, Wolverine. He does the voice of him perfectly. I do some impressions myself, um, but you know, not to brag or anything. I I crack a mean Christopher Walken. Yeah. So, 
Nice. Are you going to like do it or no? You want me to? I mean, if you want to, man, this is your podcast. You can do whatever. It's your world. I'm just happy to be ours. On. It's our podcast. Okay. I say it like that. But it's like, um, you know, oh my, this is tragic news. You know, like something like that. Like, you know, get that kind of like that Christopher Walken. I don't know what it means to be a hero. You know, like that whole, you just got to fucking just talk and then let it all out. And then it hits to a new level. But like meeting people like yourself that have a certain thing about them that they're doing, or just even taking the time to have a conversation. He said it would have been much better if we're in person talking, um, you know, being able to actually chill and hang out and, you know, not have this still kind of this disconnect when it comes to a computer. But I mean, the fact that we can still take like an hour and be able to chat. You can do that with anybody. I'm not doing anything anybody else can, can, can't do. Like, we all have a conversation. I think it just takes more people to wake up and realize, like, let's sit, let's sit down and grab a slice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, again, like, going to probably come off as cheesy and whatnot. But, like, cheesy dude, in a pizza like, podcast? Really? Yeah. But, like, the, the crazy thing is, is, and what I've learned over the years, you know, traveling and, you know, immersing myself in different cultures and, and talking to all different types of people, regardless of where they're from or what they believe in and whatnot, like, dude, we have so much more in common than we have different. And that's, that's everywhere. Like people are just trying to eat good food, drink good beer, maybe smoke some good weed and take care of their families. That's what, I, that's how I look at it. Like, that's kind of what people are trying to do. Take care of their families and, and make sure that you have all the necessities that you need and that kind of, that's what people are trying to do. We're like, all just trying to survive, man. Yeah. So, well, Jerry, can, I think can we all just get along. <laughs> yeah. Can we all just sing Kumbaya or something? Easier said than done. There's a lot of work to be done, but there's, that's there's, a whole nother podcast. That is now, Jerry, I appreciate you coming out and giving me your time to be on the podcast. Please promote your Instagram page, anything you want to promote, any shout outs, anything. Yeah, I mean, just give a shout out to everybody out there. Uh, if you don't know me, say what's up. Follow me on Instagram. It's Portland Pizza Peddler at Portland Pizza Peddler. Um, if you're in Portland uh, and you see this, hit me up. I'll get you a pie. If you're not in Portland, follow me. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm going to send you a few people that are in Oregon that would really love to try some pizza. Yeah, most definitely. I'm always I'm always down for that uh, and for meeting new people, as, as you know. But um, that's kind of that. I mean, I appreciate you hitting me up. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It was nice to get to know you a little more. If you're ever out in Portland, please, please, please hit me up. I'd love to take you out for a beer, make you a pizza. Um, and also, if you are if you head to Chicago, let me know. I will point you in the right direction when it comes to the food scene, whatever you're looking for, whether it be pizza, tacos, Thai, like it doesn't matter the, the type there, of food. Is there, a Mike, is there a Michael Jordan museum I can go to to actually learn a little bit more about this guy? There was a Michael Jordan restaurant for a while, but that shut down. Um, but uh, I'm, I, there's a lot out there. You could also use uh, just Google Michael Jordan. You'll find a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.